Luke chapter 23 and verses 39 through 43. Luke chapter 23 and verses 39 through 43. And I'm reading from uh, the King James Version of the Bible, whatever translation you might have. Uh, let's read uh, these verses out loud together. All right? Let's read. And one of the male factors who were hanged railed at him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man had done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Amen. The grass withereth, the flower will fade away, but the word of our God stand for. I want you to join me. I want to preach this morning. I want to talk from the subject. Um, throw me my ball. Thank you. Got away. I, I want to talk from the subject, uh, the gospel according to the NBA. Amen. Just repeat it. The gospel according to the NBA. He may be seated. Give your neighbor a high five if you want to say the gospel. Boom. According to the NBA. Amen. The gospel according to the NBA. In 1979, the NBA started using the three-point shot and it has revolutionized the game. Uh, yesterday, the 2017 NBA playoffs started and you can be assured for the next two and a half months there will be a lot of three-point shots attempted. With guys like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and James Harden and Russell Westbrook and Patty Mills and Shannon Fry and Kyrie Irving and, and of course, Mr. Basketball, Mr. LeBron James. It's going to be a lot of three-point attempts. And when one a player makes a three-point shot, they do this. And then the referee, whether it's a woman or a man, will raise their hand, say that it's, it's good. Whenever they make one, they 
three fingers. And the rough was raised their hand to signify it's, it's good. That's how, that's how I want you to help participate in my sermon. Everybody, everybody got, just raise up three hands like this. See, this, this, this is the gospel <laughs> according to the NBA. Amen. Three, 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 three. And, um, and I know a whole lot of us uh, tried to make it to the NBA. I, when I finished college, I was going played three years semi-pro basketball and this was before the three-point shot and I was going to try out for the Dallas Chaparrales, the ABA team that closed up and went to San Antonio and became uh, the Spurs. Uh, but uh, you see, you see, uh, in our branding here at St. James, our branding, you know, when I started pastoring 40-something years ago, we didn't have no branding or no marketing, but in our branding here at St. James, we have these three crosses. See them right here. And then uh, in our baptismary, there are uh, three crosses. Uh, our branding and uh, the crosses. Uh, uh, Dr. James Cones in his book, The Cross and the Lynching Tree, says the cross and the lynching tree are separated by nearly 2,000 years. One is a universal symbol of, of the Christian faith, and the other is the quintessential symbol of black oppression in America. Though both are symbols of death, one represents a message of hope and salvation, while the other signifies the negation of the message by white supremacy. Evangelist Charles Finney, the evangelist from century before last, said he would read his scripture and he would head straight to Calvary. It was a set deliberately that they placed Jesus in the middle of two thieves. They deliberately did that trying to humiliate Jesus and defame Jesus, but they didn't realize they were putting him where he should have been. Right in the middle, amen, 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 amen. The, the Old Testament, the, 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 whenever they set up camp, they always put the tabernacle in the middle of the camp because Jesus must be at the center of our lives, amen. The gospel according to the NBA 3. There were three crosses. And I just want to lift up. And every time the day when you leave, you ain't got to say no. When you go eat, just do this. Amen. Tomorrow on your job, just ain't got to say nothing. Just do this. People ask, well, what you doing that for? You got a chance to witness. Well, amen. Some of y'all should like, amen. You got a chance to witness. Because see, people are nosy. Amen. They want to know. You all ready? I say, what's that for? You can tell them. Amen. You can tell them. Said my pal talked about the gospel according to the NBA. Three, three cross. First of all, the first cross we see in verse number thirty-nine is the cross of rejection. The, the thief on the left side represent all of rejecting mankind. They reject Jesus. He railed at Jesus, and this meant he blasphemed him. He was hurting and dying, 
and death was imminent for him, yet he would not repent. And they, 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 he focused on his own issues. And look what he said to Jesus. If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. If, if thou be. This is the same doubt that Satan threw at Jesus in Matthew chapter number four. He, he tried to if Jesus three times. In the third verse, the sixth verse, and the ninth verse. If thou be. Son of God. You see, the skeptics are still here. We live in this pseudo-sophisticated city called Austin, Texas, with so much emphasis on higher academia, yet there's a whole lot of folk who don't believe anything about Jesus. And they have rejected the cross. You see, this thief uh, 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 understood exactly he was dying, yet he rejected the only hope of salvation is Jesus. And he rejected Christ. Just like some of you have been coming to church all your life, but still you say no to Jesus. And then you still, you come, come, and you have made up your mind that you are not going to have anything to do with Jesus. Well, I want to let you know Jesus is the only way you're going to get to heaven. Amen. Amen. You're not getting to heaven because you're black and had it rough and broke. No. He rejected Christ. He, he laughed at him, scoffed at him like many people do today. Laugh and scoff at Jesus. I received a text this morning from some idiot talking about the Christians got it wrong about the resurrection. I didn't even reply to him because I'm getting ready to preach. It's some idiot. Man, no, he lives. Amen. And, and, you, and this, this first cross represents rejection. What about you? Have you rejected Christ? Have you decided to go your own way? And then you will never get to heaven without Jesus. I don't care what the religious folks say. I don't care what the hoochie-coochie doctors say. You will never get to heaven without Jesus. You can reject your mama. You can reject your daddy. You can reject whatever. But if you reject Jesus, there's no other way you can get to heaven. Then secondly, look at the cross of repentance. This is one of the most beautiful stories in the Bible. It illustrates the simplicity of salvation. This man did not have a degree in theology. He did not have an opportunity to clean up his life. And he couldn't have if he had tried. He didn't have time to work his way to heaven. He couldn't if he, if he had time. He didn't have an offer, a long, detailed prayer of salvation. There wasn't a counselor at the foot of the cross telling him what to repeat. <laughs> no, He simply trusted in Jesus and cried out to Jesus to save him. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Colin Smith in his book, Heaven, How I Got Here, talks about the story of this thief and salvation. It is the only, it is only the grace of God in the cross of Christ that can instantly transform a reviling sinner 
into an attitude of faith and confession. This, this, this man uh, uh, said he answered and rebuked uh, the other on the left. The one on the right rebuked him. Sometimes you got to rebuke some of these folk. Amen. Some, amen. some of these folk talk all this old crazy stuff. You need to tell them, amen, amen. Sometimes I'm going to give you a good theological term for rebuke. If you haven't uh, ever maintained or had not had the opportunity to increase your theological and academic preparation, I'm going to give you a good, easy, simple words, two words, to deal with rebuking some of the silliness some of these folk are talking about. And this right here, you can write it down. Just tell them to shut up. Amen. Well, bless his name. Amen. He rebuked him. How in the world? He rebuked him. Some of these folk, you got to rebuke. Talking all this trash. Don't know what they're talking about. Running down the church, running down. Tell them to shut up. Rebu- I rebuke you. Look at that. He said, Did the- he said, does not thou fear God? Seeing that thou art in the same condemnation. Amen. Amen. You can't be throwing rocks at somebody's glass house and you living in. Well, bless his name. Amen. Amen, amen. And he said, look here, he, made, he did something that normally people don't do. Look in verse 41. And we indeed, <laughs> justly, for we have received the due reward for our deeds. See, most folk don't think they've done anything wrong. That's why we're having so many marital problems. Most couples don't think they've done anything wrong. It's the other one. Pastor, you need to talk to her. And then she'll say, you talk to him. <laughs> Most people locked up in prison say they're innocent. Yes, sir. The move is South, South Saint Redemption. <laughs> Morgan, they all say, we all, we all innocent. Amen. This man owned up to the fight that he was a mess. Yeah, yeah. And you cannot get better if you don't own up to the fact that you are messed up. That's why it's hard to get sinners to confess they are sinners. Because it's hard to get folks. Because see, Jesus only came to save sinners. And if you don't confess you are a sinner, you will never get saved. And this man confessed, we are getting what we deserve. <laughs> Amen. So many people don't want to say that. Amen. That was, a lot of folks try to call it generational curses. No, sometimes the chicken just come home to roost. I, I get an amen over here after I get one over here. Amen. They, they, they try to, see, and a lot of people don't want to admit, Doc, I messed up. Amen. And you'll never get any better until you confess, I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, bless the Lord. I'm enjoying this myself. Amen. Before I got saved, I had to confess. Amen. I, I, I was messed up. See, and most folk go on. That's why some of you, they, you look. That's why a lot of folks say they stopped going to church because of hypocrites. And I told one fella, if you stay at home, you stand home with a hypocrite. That's you. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Somehow we think the church ought to be so perfect. Well, you're not perfect. And this guy, this guy did what most folk don't. He said, I just, I, we deserve what we're getting. 
<laughs> but then he says something that can't be said about none of us. Look what he says about Jesus. This can only be said about Jesus. He said, but this man had done nothing amiss. <laughs> can't say that about none of us. Amen. <laughs> So Paul, Paul said in Romans 3.23, for all have. See, a lot of y'all want to say for y'all have sinned, but see. <laughs> amen. That's, not, amen. I, that's why I'd be hard for me to run for public office. Because somebody going to go. <laughs> amen. Because see, all of us are ex-something. See, Jesus is the only perfect man in the history of the world. I know some of you think you're perfect because you act like it with your self-righteous self. You're sitting up now talking about, yeah, you just as messed up, amen. And, and Jesus is the only one that can say, can't find no fault. Amen. <laughs> well, bless his name, amen. That's why I wasn't rough on Trump when they brought out those locker room tapes. Well, bless his name. Because some of us, amen. See, the, the difference between our generation, my generation as a baby boomer, really I'm happy because they didn't have cell phone back then either. Can you imagine with some of the stuff you used to do if somebody was feminine? <laughs> Woo, amen. He said, but this man, this man have not done anything wrong. That's why we don't jump on sinners. All of us are ex-something. Well, bless the Lord. Don't have time to read 1 Corinthians chapter 6. But all of us are ex-something. Amen. And uh, he said, and then he said, then he said, then he said, well, look what he said to him. But then he said, and he said unto him, unto Jesus, Lord, recognize it, Lord. Because he's starting off, this sinner was raising sand too. When you read in Matthew, God, he was railing at Jesus, talking a lot of trash to Jesus. Some people change when they see their circumstances. Some people just still reject and don't care what they do. And he said to him, Lord, remember me when, you, when thou comest into your kingdom. He, he understood. He saw the justice of his own punishment. He saw the sinless character of Christ. He saw the deity of Christ. He saw a living Christ beyond the grave. And he saw a kingdom beyond the cross with Jesus coming as king. Lord, when you're coming to your kingdom, remember me. That's just how. See, watch these folk who try to make salvation so complicated. Child, when you get it, something hit me at the top of my head and went down. Oh, girl, that may be somebody fighting you. That's not the whole, you know. Girl, I felt something in my stomach. And all that, that could have been some bad greens. That ain't salvation. Folk make, it, make this thing too hard. You know, just, all you got to do is sad from a contrite heart. Lord, remember me. Hallelujah. That's all it takes. The only thing that separates some of you today from paradise is you got to ask the Lord. And that old, that old unsaved man is too stubborn. He'd rather die and go to hell than admit that he's lost. But the cross of repentance, remember me. Well, then let's hold you too long. Look at the third cross. The cross of redemption. 
Dr. Jim Bishop in his book, The Day Christ Died, described the horrible event of Jesus' agonizing death on the cross. And I just celebrate our music ministry and our media ministry, why they were singing, putting that up on the screen, uh, the crucifixion. But Isaiah described Jesus in Isaiah 53. His death was so horrific that Isaiah, you would have, well said, said, you would have never recognized who he was. He was beaten. He was uh, flogged for our sins. People are talking about they're having a bad day. Go by Calvary. And you're talking about a bad day. Jesus, they, they beat him so they him so that he was unrecognizable and then as usual on the way to Calvary it was the completion of the seed plot Genesis 3 15 that they nailed his feet to the cross my Jesus did not stop dying no that's usual on the way to the cross the cross got so heavy till they constricted a black man <laughs> That's the way history is. <laughs> All right, let me move on. <laughs> burden on black man. <laughs> amen. Well, amen. amen. <laughs> it's still a burden being black in this glorious country. It's still tough being black. I mean, you don't have to be guilty. Just be guilty of being black and put that cross on, on Simon of Cyrene. Amen. <laughs> And black men, uh, more than any other, have been carrying the cross of racism, carrying the cross of, of disenfranchisement, carrying the cross of unemployment and underemployment, carrying the cross of, of, of despicability in this nation. Well, bless his name. This, this cross, Jesus, uh, uh, Miriam Cross in her poem wrote, Three men shared death up on the hill, but only one man died. The other two, a thief and God himself, made a rendezvous. He said, when you're coming to your kingdom, Jesus stopped dying long enough to say, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. John chapter 19, verse 30, when he said, It is finished. You see, Jesus wasn't finished. The work of the redemption was finished. And he did all that he did that he could redeem us. You will never make it to heaven without Jesus Christ. He is God's only plan of redemption. Jesus paid the price for your sins. He came to die so that you can live. But you have to make a choice. Will, will you be like the thief on the left side and forget Jesus? I ain't got time. Or will you be like the thief on the right side and receive Christ as your Savior? Jesus saves, says to all men, all of us are sinners. And just like these men, we are all guilty. <laughs> just like these men, we all will die. And just like these men, you have to make a choice. And you don't have all day 
to make your choice because the clock is ticking. Just like in basketball. I told y'all about the time I made that shot. Amen. And uh, I, I, now that I think about it, I think I was at half court. I think I had just crossed half court and, and uh, had about four guys hanging on me. You know, four or five. It could have been six. I don't know. It was so many hanging on me that day. Did I tell y'all this story? And, and I think even the coach were pulling on me. And, and as I crossed half court, we were down <laughs> by one point. And, and so they were wrapped all around me. And I, and I, with everything I had in me, I just shot my shot. Threw it up. They were still hanging on me. Now, Deacon Ray Carwell said I should have passed it, but I wasn't a passer. I was just, <laughs> I was going to shoot it. I was like Jabbar. Once I got it, I wasn't throwing it back out. And I shot it, and that ball floated like, like it went in a slow motion. It was just flying and just, and they were hanging on me. And then some even were saying some bad stuff to me. But I didn't care. I just shot it, and it was going, and it going, and guess what happened? It went through the net. Wow! And then my, I did my usual celebration. Did my usual, but, the, but, the, but the man wearing the black and white uh, shirt did this number. And I got mad. My coach got mad. We ran up to the ref. Said, what's wrong? You saw it went in. They were hanging on Billy. About four or five of them hanging on. And he threw it up. <laughs> And it went in. What's wrong? And the ref didn't fuss with my coach. My coach, his name, he passed over now. Named Danny Tamplin. He was from Hearn, Texas. He was a graduate of Prayer View A&M. A smart genius. And, and coach normally fussed with the ref. But the ref that night said, it's no good. He said, why? The ref pointed to the clock and said, time had expired. And that's why, that's why we keep announcing there is an empty tomb. <laughs> that's why we keep preaching when people try to play like they're sleeping and texting and trying to ignore the word of God. Because I don't care how you feel about it one day in your life, time is going to run out. But because he lives... You can come to know Christ. Because he lives, you can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all of my fear is gone. That's the gospel according to the NBA. And you know what? I'm glad I made Jesus my choice. Going on 45 years ago, second Sunday in August 1972, about 3 o'clock p.m. at the Old Parkview Baptist Church on Washington Street in Longview, Texas. I made Jesus my choice. I said to my late pastor, Pastor Ray, Reverend Ray, uh, I want to be saved. And, and I believe God has called me to preach. I, I made a conscious choice. And you better do it. While the blood is running warm in your vein. 
You ain't got to say nothing to me because I'm not Jesus. You don't have to give me nothing, but you better decide on where you're going to spend eternity. And because I've been saved, I chose Jesus as my choice. You see, I don't have no problem no more. Matter of fact, I tell my wife, my wife know that I love her more than anything or anybody other than Jesus. And if I ever had to make a choice between you and Jesus, I've already made my choice. I made him my choice. I chose Jesus to be my savior. And not only did I make him my choice, I had rejected him, but I came to him just as I was. And I chose him as my savior. And I tell you what, every chance I get, I choose to praise his name. I choose to bless his name. I choose to say thank you because in the life of believer, every day is a resurrection day. He lived because he lived. He died on a Friday. Uh, yeah. Buried in a borrowed tomb. But early Sunday morning, he rose the gospel according to the NBA. What you going to do today? You got a chance today to make a choice to receive him or to reject him. But the choice is yours.